Sexuality is a Planet Paula production, where we discuss the wonderful realm of the human body. Your host is sexual educator and enthusiast, Paula Bowman. The tea is ready. Let's start spilling. Oh, it's another cheeky name with keeping abreast. In this episode, we talk about the wonderful world of nursing a newborn baby and how difficult it actually can be. Some will say that breast is best, but we know to our core that fed is best. It is no doubt in the world that becoming a mother and raising a tiny baby is incredibly hard. So let's not add even more stress by insisting that any one way is the right way. Listen as Paula recounts her journey of nursing her two wee babes and addresses the best of times and the worst of times. Hello and welcome everyone. Just before I delve into the trials and tribulations of feeding a newborn baby, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the importance of inclusivity. There has been a move to adapt a more inclusive language, such as human milk and chest feeding striving to make marginalized members of the community, such as trans and non-binary individuals, is so very important. These new terms do not eliminate the others. They simply are added to our ever-evolving lexicons so that medical professionals, midwives, doulas, educators, and all of us have the tools needed to make others more comfortable and included. For my personal journey and experiences, I will be using the term breastfeeding as that's how I identify myself. But please know, I believe these inclusive terms are valid and important and have a place and should be used for those who want them used for their experience. So lactation, mother's milk. There can be so much joy feeding a newborn baby. And yet there also can be a lot of pain, frustration and crying on everyone's part. As a new mother, we do the research. We get ready for all of the things. But as my midwife said to me, the baby doesn't read the book. When my David was born, his birth was involved and rigorous and quite traumatic. And it was really quite miraculous that we managed to breastfeed at all. I had been up for three days straight and I was physically exhausted. I just wanted to sleep and hold my baby. But being in the hospital, it was not restful. They woke me every two hours to see if I could nurse, to check my blood pressure, and it was awful. I have large breasts, and it was difficult to imagine his little head not being smothered Without proper pillows and support, the nurses did help me express some milk to feed him through a dropper and kept me in until that third day and he still hadn't latched. 
he was getting jaundiced and it was really so hard to imagine anything because I was so worn out and it wasn't until the day I got home and had a bath and some rest and with the help of my midwife and a nipple shield he finally latched but it was an ongoing struggle he didn't have enough milk partly the nipple shields and partly in consistent nursing and within a month I had to supplement him with formula. I felt I had failed. I thought I might be judged and yet I was worried about my sweet hungry boy. My breast is best but how could my giant breast not feed my little boy? And by the end of his first year we were traveling in England and Ireland and we joke that he tasted Guinness and he never asked for booby again. We had done a year of 40, 50, 60%, some booby, some bottle, some food. And I was happy that I tried and tried and tried. But how common is this for people to experience all the range of feedings from pumping people who are working and trying to express before they go on trips for work or before they go out for the day, leading to things like mastitis, terribly painful cracked nipples, exhaustion from being woken up every hour. My own sweet mum had inverted nipples and it was in the days before nipple shields and with my sister who's older than me they both cried for a week and finally she had to give up. She couldn't get her to latch. She didn't even try with me. I was straight onto formula and even though the midwives and nurses did their best to support her it was just impossible. And the thought of keeping her baby hungry was too much. My daughter's birth went incredibly smoothly and she latched within 10 minutes and nursed exclusively until she was two. I actually had to leave the country to wean her. I had such a different experience and I was so grateful that it was a little bit easier this time. My son was always so distracted and it wasn't really until I got this amazing pillow called My Breast Friend. It locked around my rib cage and it gave me the support my baby and my big boobs needed. Without the support of my midwives, I don't know that, I, that David would have gotten milk from me. And it's so good for them with minerals and vitamins and protein and antibodies and all this really good stuff. But in trauma or circumstances without support, how does the average woman mother fare? How do we support all the choices and issues? Breastfeeding is such a beautiful bond and yet it can be so difficult if your child has a cleft palate or his tongue tied. I have a dear friend whose 
child had a bubble palette, was tongue-tied and lip-tied. She said she would rather give birth every day than have to go through breastfeeding again. It can be incredibly hard with distracted babies, ones that fall asleep on the breast, cluster feeding, engorgements, so many things. And yet there is great satisfaction in a full sleepy baby in the escape from the nipple and just a moment to stretch and relax. There was a great sadness and relief when I weaned my little bee. She was so into it and still snuggles up to my breasts and sniffs me. It is a closeness that I treasure. And yet we have that in our family. It's just one part of the closeness and connection. It's there no matter what way we feed. And our journeys are so different and so is each little being. I can remember one of my ballet teachers, I think I was about 12 or so, saying she'd gone on a night out with her husband and had leaked through all of her clothes and her coat and had to come home. There are so many things that happen for breastfeeding women. Leaking, engorgement, mastitis, cracked nipples, sleeplessness, Nipple confusion, not enough milk, too much milk, gas and colic, pumping, sharing with family and partners, and then thrush. And on top of that, some of us are meant to feel uncomfortable nursing in public. We are shamed or hidden away. This natural, most special, and sometimes awkward heart. With my son, I was so awkward. With my big boobs and his distraction, I had my trusted pillow. I took it everywhere. I could barely nurse without it. For my daughter, complete opposite. She could nurse anywhere, in any position. Such a different experience. Same boobs, same mum. And every one and every mum is doing her very best for her baby. And we have no idea of their struggle, trouble and pain that it may have taken to get to feed her baby and to be out in the world. For some, it's really easy and other things are hard. One baby is so different my son loves the story of weaning himself with the taste of Guinness. And it makes me feel better to know that I did everything I could to feed him. And I will never regret all the trials and tribulations. And when a baby is screaming, hungry and losing weight, you do everything in your power to keep them growing and strong. It's our nature to nurture. When we talk about weaning and age, again, it's so personal. For me, two was perfect for my Beatrix. But I know so many people who carried on, even a little a day, until kids were four, five, and six. This dose of vitamins daily is amazing. 
And in many cultures, it is really important to nurse as long as you can because of poor water and supplies and food. It is so incredibly healing. Whatever your experience was, is, or is going to be, it is so individual. My cup is full of milk. I am so happy to share it with you all. I want to thank the marvelous Ms. T for her technical wonders. And I want to dedicate this podcast to my very dear friend, Danielle, whose birthday it is today. She is an amazing friend and mother, and I am so grateful to share our motherhood journey together. With love and cake to you all, thank you. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook or through our website, www.planetpaula.ca. Please consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving a comment to let us know you're out there.